right, kids. Uh, wow, so many things to talk about. I was busy warging through half of this podcast. I can't tell you where I was and what I was doing. Shh, you'll find out eventually. And we talked to Trisha Hirschberger, Mike, Mike, myself, all the Game of Thrones things, all the feels, all the moments. Full spoilers. Full spoilers. Hit it. I'm your freak of the week. Let's not linger on this. Welcome back, Trish. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's, it's, it's a pleasure because, uh, whatchamacallit, I miss your dragon on the wall. That was a, <laughs> it. Was I know. Now I have little dragons on the wall here. I don't know if you guys can see them from there. Here, I'll show you. Uh, up there, do you see them right above, Jessica? Aww. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, so I have like a little uh, pack. What's what's the name for like a swarm of dragons? Is it a swarm or a pack? A clutch? A nightmare. But that's when, usually when they're born. Is it clutch? That's cool. No, I thought, yeah, clutch is when they're baby dragons, right? Right. Yeah, so those are my dragons. They're in the background of all my usually, videos. Usually not dragons the don't are solitary. One. Yeah, usually dragons don't like to be in a pack. Yeah, they're solitary <laughs> creatures in mythology usually. So you should invent a word because you know, like I said, they're 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 myth they're, no, they're, they're mythological creatures. So th- there might actually be. I remember reading a whole lot of stuff with, uh, like they have different names for if it's a boy dragon, a girl dragon. They they've gone through that process. I just not that up on it. Yeah, and I mean, technically, if we're talking the Game of Thrones universe, some would say they're not dragons at all. So we could really make up whatever name we want. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. how it goes with any fictional character. It's like, how's the old <laughs> adage go, Mike? So you, you're writing fictional stuff, and someone asks you, "How do you kill dragons?" The answer is any way you want. They don't fucking exist. <laughs> and I was like, just make up whatever rules you want for your fictional creatures. Speaking of fictional creatures. All right, so we just went through an entire season, the final season of Game of Thrones. And boy, is the internet hot <laughs> over this. Uh, yeah, Twitter's real spicy. Yeah, yeah, it's like the memes come out within seconds of the episode airing, sometimes during. And I'm like, wow, I didn't expect that kind of backlash. I knew no matter what, there was going to be a backlash because endings are hard and you can't please everyone. That's impossible. So I knew no matter what, there was going to be backlash. But I'm going to start off here. I must be on the minority because I was pretty much okay with the entire last season. I'm so happy for you and jealous of you (laughs) at the same time. But really, you think it's that big a backlash? Because I... I feel like, yeah, there is, but it's not, like, as outrageous as uh, The Last Jedi was, or even... uh... like, yeah, because The Last Jedi was at least divided in half. This one, and by the way, I'm going to get to that. It's also connected to The Last Jedi. This one is, like, the petition to get the writers, as they put it, to get the writers or competent writers to rewrite this season 
shot really quick all the way up to a hundred oh to over to over a million easy. Like, yeah, I was yeah. surprised by that. Total. Immediately. That's ridiculous. I agree that it's ridiculous. And honestly, I'm someone that would love to see this season rewritten. I had a lot of issues with it. But honestly, that's the story that they wanted to tell. That's the story that we were given. I don't think I feel like, yes, we're entitled to have an opinion, whether it be positive and negative. But I do feel like the word entitled really comes into play when you're demanding that people redo the art just because you didn't like it. Um, so I think that petition's a little ridiculous, even though I personally didn't care for this season much at all. Yeah. I mean, uh, is, going into it, a lot of people were already questioning how the characters were acting, character decisions. Where's the character development? Rushed season was constantly heard. Well, in my opinion, I don't feel like the season is... It's like one episode short of most seasons because most seasons are 10 episodes. This season, while six episodes, had the camera time length of a nine-episode season. So if you want to know why people are saying it's rushed, I can I can be the one to give that side of the debate. Go for um, it. Because I am one of the people that do I do feel like this season was very rushed. And the reason that I say that is not because it was six seasons versus 10 or six episodes versus 10 episodes or anything like that. But because I feel like there were a lot of huge character one eighties in this mm -hmm. season. And to me as a viewer, I didn't feel that those new motivations were justified. I didn't believe them. And I, I say for me, because I have some very good friends who watch the season and believed them one eighty. I did not at all. And so it, during last episode, the bells, uh, with whatever happened, or are we allowed to? Okay. Yeah, okay. Spoil great. Away. So we're, after the bells, when Daenerys had won the war and the city had surrendered, and then she still decided to do what she did to me, that felt incredibly out of character, even though yes, it had been forecast for so long. Like it was like, I could see the show giving us the street signs of like this way, look for this, here's where we're going next. But I wasn't See, along for uh, the journey. I, I, it was like it was too forecasted. Um, and I actually read a really lovely article from Amelia Clark describing what she felt Daenerys' motivations were through these actions time and again. And I felt like she wrote it better than the show writers did. And if I had had that, that commentary from her in the form of a scene between Daenerys and somebody else or in the form of a monologue or something, I could have been on board with it. Because I personally, and I think a lot of people who are dissatisfied feel this way, don't have a problem with where the show ended. They have a problem with how it got there because we're missing See. a lot of really important inter-character moments that this series is so well-known for. Um, I know a lot of people make fun of how many episodes did we need to see Brienne and Pod on the road. And in the books, Brienne and Pod are on the road forever. Um, <laughs> At least until he runs into a noose. Yeah, right? you know. Um, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's those character developing scenes that make the payoff feel right and worth it when the payoff happens. And the reason people will say this season was too rushed is because we got to the payoff before we had earned it. Or at least that's how a lot of people feel. And uh, I have very good friends who felt, no way, I totally understood it when this happened and I totally felt like it made sense. Um, but right now the internet is very divided and I believe that that's where a lot of the divide lies. See, all right. Do you want to go next or should I, Mike? Because like, I well, have... mine's going to be much like her opinion on it. It's going to be very similar. Um, 
I guess, you know what, let me do that so you can end it off with the counterpoints. Um, basically, I it's the same thing, like she says, I, I totally agree. Um, the beats, like, I can see them going there. Like, I can see Daenerys doing this. I can see all these characters doing this. But you need time to let it breathe. You can't just go from one epic villain to another epic. Like, basically, we went from the Night King being an epic villain to Cersei being an epic villain and Daenerys being an epic villain in three episodes. This is stuff that could have been done at least in two seasons that they did in two in three episodes. It's way too rushed. They're missing beat B, C, D, E to get to these places. My other issue, especially with the belts, like I said, I'm fine with Daenerys going there. I could see it happen. But the problem is... Time and time again, she's proven to be merciless to her enemies. Like when she was in Marine and Yunkai, she's always been merciless to her enemies. But her weaknesses has always been innocent people, like women and children. The reason why she lost the reason why she uh, she lost Cal Drogo in the first place was because she trusted a woman who turned out she was a witch, betrayed her, and ended killing. Betrayed. Yeah. And, and but it led to the dragons and everything like that. You're, no, you're right. Totally betrayed. Murdered her husband and her unborn child. Right. Straight up betrayed. I don't know if I'd call it betrayed. I'd call it more like she was trying to liberate herself. Let's okay, she was trying yeah. where that witch was she coming was from. She was trying to okay. liberate herself from someone who's trying to help you along as best she can. You see, you. Uh, it, I, you have to play the odds here. The witch was gonna die if she did it the way she did, which she died. <laughs> she got killed. So you know, r- really she burnt alive. Um, the one point I'll, I'll I'll definitely stick with is I remember when there was a plague in uh, I forgot which uh, city, Marine, Yunkai, one of them. There was a plague, and everyone told Danny, "Don't go out there. You might get sick. You might this. You might that." But she has this martyr complex where she wants to help innocent people, you know? And she went out there against all her advisors and did, you know, helped out as best she could. Now, my focus is simply, I would have understood if the bells rang, she attacked the Red Keep instantly, attacked the Red Keep, murdered the people in the Red Keep. Let's say then right after she murdered the people of the Red Keep, the blaze got out of hand, set the wildfire to the rest of the city, and she could see by her actions she killed innocent people. And then she starts covering it up by saying, you know what, it was a mistake, but it's better off in the end because I will be the person who breaks free these people free from the tyrants, you know, from tyrants. So Mm -hmm. I'm saying it was very rushed. Completely. And that's just... Oh, the... oh I'm visiting. sorry about that. I... No, no, it's okay. Remember, I told you at this point, Bossy's just on the show occasionally. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, too much. Anyway. Uh, keep keep Bossy off. His dog yeah. is adorable. <laughs> and my so, yeah. other issue, especially with the end, especially with the end, is John had no agency. In fact, he had no agency the whole season. He was basically floating around doing everyone else's will. Meanwhile, he's proven every season that he'll do something that totally takes away from him or hurts him, whatever, to do the good thing, right? Now, I'm not saying I didn't see him kill the 
See, this I have no argument on because this was actually yeah. one of my complaints. I'm not saying I can't see him kill Daenerys. I can. Uh, I didn't like the fact that they skipped weeks later. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 wait a minute. Show me how he escapes a Grey Worm because Grey Worm would have killed him on sight. I, I don't see how, you know, they capture him. That's ridiculous, you know. And um, he had no agency. I could see if he took over the kingdom to to settle it and then quit right after, you know. But I can't see the way that it unfolded that way. And again, though, at least the ending, I had a few issues with it. I think Bran is evil, completely evil. <laughs> that you know? theory I have not heard yet. <laughs> oh, here, I'll... I'll Oh no, that's an actual I'll do it real quick. that Bran is the Bran evil. knows everything that was going to happen. No, he did. Before Tyrion, uh, no, because in his vision, he saw way back uh, season five, he saw the yeah, dragon season fly. Four, season five. Yeah, uh -huh. the dragon fly over the city. He knew that was going to happen. He tells Tyrion when Tyrion sees him last time, like three episodes ago, he tells Tyrion, I'm no longer Bran. I'm the three-eyed raven. I don't want a kingdom. I'm never going to, you know, I don't want to be Lord of Winterfell, blah, 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 you know. But then all of a sudden, in this episode, he says, why do you think I came? When, when Tyrion said, yeah, you should be king. He said, why do you think I came? So Bran knew he was going to be king. Bran said, if you look at it, Bran, it looks like he set it up to tell Jon that, hey, look, you're you're actually a Targaryen, which upsets Danny because Danny. Part of reason why Danny goes nuts at the end is because there's another, uh, more appropriate claimant to the throne. So, and once John finds that out, he can't sleep with his aunt anymore because he's all like, "That's my aunt." You know, the the Stark honor goes in there. So I when mean, she, understandable. Yeah, but you <laughs> see, she pleaded for love or fear. She told him, "You know, will I be loved or will I be feared?" She said, oh, I guess fear then, after he rebuffed her. Mm -hmm. So in the end, it just seems like Bran set up all these domino pieces, and in the end, he knocked it out and got what he wanted, or at least what the children of the forest or whoever wants. You know, it just seems to me that, like, you know, he's evil. Yeah, I mean, definitely he knew exactly how this was going to go down the whole time, which I know people were talking about before. Like, we know he can see the past. Can he definitely see the future? But you're right that, I mean, that vision that he had back then, maybe he didn't know the whole picture of the future. We can make excuses for him all day because you're absolutely right. If he full on knew what was, exactly what was going to go down and just let it happen, that's pretty messed up. Well, well, once again, I'll just add episode four, after they defeat the Night King, he tells he tells Tyrion, "I am no longer Bran. I'm nobody. I don't want to be Lord of Winterfell. I can't. You know, I'm the three-eyed raven." But then this episode, oh, I'm, I, you know, Tyrion says, "Be king," and he says, "Why do you think I'm here?" It just seems really wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like there's more to it. Yeah, right, and well, and just I'll I'll just add one more thing to the maybe why people are discontent camp because I know I talked a lot about Danny because there's so much to unwrap and that is specifically such a hinge for people. But also, as someone who has been with this franchise over 20 years, because I read the first book over 20 years ago, which is as crazy as that is, um, there's a lot of lore and mythos built up in this world. And especially when it comes to great fantasy epics, part of what makes that world so wonderful and alive and this breathing thing is the various theologies and philosophies and the, the things that make this world different than our own. And the more realistic an author can make those, languages, for example, as we all know, is a huge thing for Tolkien, the more realistic those can be 
the more detailed and beautiful the world is. Now, George R. R. Martin set us up with a very beautiful world with a lot of really fascinating uh, mythologies. And I think a lot of people, myself included, were frustrated that none of these things seemed to be addressed by the series. They were just all kind of forgotten as if they were unimportant. Just to name a few, the Three-Eyed Raven, what is that? Not Never really addressed. Azora's Eye, never really addressed. The Faceless Men, the Lord of Light, the Children of the Forest, the Drowned God. None of these things, we, we weren't, when we say rushed, I think what a lot of us mean is we would have loved to have seen a little bit more attention to detail in those specific things instead of just forgetting about all of that like it doesn't matter. Well, now, I'm sorry. I, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, Mike, I'm sorry I want to interrupt for one second because she brought up something really that peeved me off. Euron Greyjoy in the book oh, is a okay. all right. fascinating that was another thing I had a character. With. He's that one of the most evilest people of the books. And his whole plan is to become a god. He actually yeah. believes and has a method possibly to achieve apotheosis. And this is what you do with him? Don't get me wrong, the frat boy stuff was hilarious, but that's not, that doesn't add anything to, like she said, the mythos, everything. It just. Yeah, because he wanted to be more than right. Yes. And now that all being right. said. We, I think we can all pretty much come together and agree that the performances throughout the entire show and this season in particular were outstanding. The cinematography was beautiful. Stunning. The special effects were well done. I mean, this really was groundbreaking television in so many different aspects. So I know it's very easy to just kind of harp on the critical things people say and be like, oh, they just hated it. What a, you know, don't be a hater. Stop being people a jerk. People often forget how beautiful no, right. purely on that. So beautiful. Yeah, so we purely, have to acknowledge that. Yeah, purely on that, I enjoyed the whole series. I, I can say I'm iffy on this season and the last two seasons, to be technically honest, with all the teleporting. I could say I'm iffy, but I have never seen a show on TV done so beautifully. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, now give us the why okay. it made sense argument. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> First of all, my argument isn't why it made sense. My argument is mainly circles around the Danny thing. Because, like, she wasn't the thing that bothered me in this entire season. I was completely behind the way her character was handled. I wasn't behind the way Jon Snow was handled in the last two episodes specifically. I hated the way Euron Greyjoy was treated um uh, uh specifically i hated the way like six six major characters died in the battle of the night king and it was so blown past that people like even you were like nobody of importance died in uh the in, in the battle of the night king when it was like jorah died melisandre died lady mormont died um, freaking, was it Dolores Head? That was another one. He died. Theon Greyjoy died. Barak Dardarian, the freaking guy with the flaming sword, who I was, I love that guy's existence in this series, died. And it was like, you know, they're all dead. their, their character was, arcs were done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. That was, and then they died. <laughs> and that was that. And nothing was addressed with that. But I forgave that because it's also Game of Thrones and it doesn't wait for your character arcs to be done for whether you die or not. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like, that's a, that's a callback to that. 
you know, they, but they, technically they, in this they, case it did. It waited for Theon to finish and be called a good man. Specifically, it Theon. waited yeah, for yeah, yeah. <laughs> all Theon. these characters. I guess that was Barracks. I guess that was Barracks' full arc because he ain't getting up again. Um, uh, what's more, called and that was definitely Sir uh, Friendzone's Jorah, yeah. last stand. Wah, wah. <laughs> right. Poor Jorah Mormont. Sir Friendzone. So friends, hey, look, he died the way he wanted to. <laughs> he died. Well, the technically, way he I think he would have wanted to die sleeping with Danny. That would have been better, but I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's the next. But no, point. he wasn't mentally. past it mentally. No man is ever past Jesus it mentally. <laughs> Jesus, Jory, you're so sad, man. Do something else with your friend zone card. You have so much. Yeah, but as for Danny, see, I saw her personality overall differently than. I guess both of you did because like um, going towards her, I didn't see her mercy towards the innocent as a thing. I saw it's she's only for me. I always felt she was only merciful while under praise period because Danny when, uh, when not under praise is either melancholy borderline suicidal and doesn't give a fuck about anybody. All right. But when she's under praise, that's when she's merciful. That's when she cares. That's when she gave a damn about anybody. And since she got here to Westeros, she has not been Danny under praise. She's been Danny on the sideline. She's been Danny on the left. She's been Danny in the corner. She's been Danny. Why are they looking at John? Why aren't they looking at me? And that was consistent. And it and the same thing happened when she was on her own before she got here. Whenever she lost praise or wasn't getting the support she wanted she would either become melancholy melancholy and like rebelliously angry or almost suicidal the her as a character mentally snapped since she committed suicide and walked into the fire ages ago because she at that point thought she would burn burn to death but um and she's been this crazy person since it's just she has triggers so when she got here and nobody was behind her, she made her big speech as, uh, as people who didn't matter as much to her were trying to explain to her, you know, we, we're doing this for the people. And she was like, yeah, we're doing this for the generations that are going to be without a tyrant, you know. So I'm just going to get rid of it. She blatantly said she's getting rid of everybody. And they were like, no, give them a chance to surrender. And she was like, oh, okay, whatever. Her and Grey Worm, which is how she operates, she only listens to the advice that she tr- of the people she trusts and gives a damn about. And she didn't give a damn about Tyrion's opinion anymore. So her and Grey Worm were on the same page. He was in vengeance mode. She was in vengeance mode. So when she got up there, she was hoping the bells wouldn't ring. That's what I saw. She was hoping they wouldn't b- ring the bells. She was hoping, yes, keep fighting. And then when the bells ring, she was more like, fuck this, I'm not letting this go. I'm cleaning it all up. It's all going to burn. If you, it, for me, when I watched it back to back, it was like, after her son died, and after, um, uh, 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 her, what's her name? Misandra. Misandra. After Misandra died, um, she was on vengeance mode because she had no praise. She had no one holding her above, above anyone. She needed her moment to stand out. And after she burnt the city in the following episode, when she's 
walking and once again being cheered by everyone, I saw her come alive again. I saw her breathe in who she is again because she's been that way since day one. Her mercifulness was an excuse. That witch was, that witch flat out told her, yeah, you didn't save me. You stopped me from getting brutalized a fourth time after your people massacred my people. You're not my savior. You're just the lady who has me as your, uh, you're my new master. That, 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 that lady wasn't, wasn't, didn't betray her. That lady was imprisoned by her. And to, the, and, to, and to that moment on, she still saw that lady as betrayed her, even though that lady, uh, the witch from way back when, didn't betray her. She was just a prisoner with like everybody else. And she burnt her alive for it. Every action that, that she did that was merciful was to elevate her own ego. But it, and it always... She never did it in a way that it would... The only one that sticks out is when she walked out while the people were sick. That's the only one that sticks out because every other time, it was no sacrifice from her. She was even getting frustrated when the slaves couldn't actually protect themselves in Marine. She was put up... Right, but Mike... Remember this woman... Hold on. Remember this woman would not save the world from the undead unless someone bent a knee to her. All right? This is who she is. She was a villain from the word go. She just, you know, isn't that bad when you know her personally. I'm sure, I'm sure there are tyrants out there who are, you know, they, they had some social acumen. You can, you, you know, you know them socially. You, they're actually kind of cool. And all, all these guys around her, all these, these, these guys are like, she's just a pretty little innocent girl. That's all they were seeing constantly. They wouldn't take her for who she was. She was a dragon. She was merciless. Her first love was basically Genghis Khan. <laughs> you know, and she loved what he was going to do. Every time she was frustrated, her frustrations were verbally met by threats that were ridiculous. But when the time came, she saw mercy because she was under so much praise she could do it. She, was ne- she never in the entire series had been put in a situation where she was one, both powerless and without praise. I mean, both with power and while at the same time without praise, with the reversing of it. This was the first time that she was backed in a corner and she had all the power to do something about it. And she reacted. All right, counter argument That's time? how it felt for me. Wow. Yeah, sure, yeah, go I for think it. This is a main difference that I find a lot between book readers and show watchers. Um, and it's, it's hard for me to just single out the show because I, I have read the books and watched the show and it's all kind of happened so long ago at this point that they meld together into one beautiful story for me. Um, but I always felt that Daenerys earned our trust just like she earned those people's trust. Like, I feel like you're negating the times when she said, you know, you can either follow me and be my family, be blood of my blood, or you can go and be free right now. She was not always a tyrant. She was a merciful person that cared about people. And she showed us that time and time again. And like I said, maybe that happened. Maybe there were more instances of that in the book. Uh, because I do encounter so many people who have the same opinion as you that, no, she was just a villain from the beginning. But to me, as a as a viewer, as a reader, she earned my respect, too. I was with Tyrion 
when I was like, I thought she was the queen. And so I have no problem with them taking her mad, but we, I needed to see it and I needed to believe it in such a way that as we saw kind of Tyrion fall apart when he realized it, I don't know about you guys, but when I watched the last two episodes, the bells made me angry. And then after that, like last night's episode, I just didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Which, as someone who has been a, a diehard super fan of this entire series mm. for over 20 years, I should have cared. I should have felt something one way or another. And I was just like, nope, I'm done. It's not even that parent, like, it's I'm not mad, I'm disappointed thing. It's not <laughs> even that. It was like, I'm not mad. I just don't even care. Like, the show has gone so Oof. far off the deep end as far as what I can believe. I don't even care. Um But yeah, to me, Daenerys was always someone I could get behind. I thought she was a very strong female leader figure. I thought she was merciful. I thought she came from nothing. She had no respect and she earned it. Now, there's a very different way in how her character was treated with the whole Khal Drogo thing in the books than it was in the series. It was very different. Very different. Um, Extremely different. But I feel like even in that moment, in the books, she took ownership of that. And that was something that was that strength was the of character. But yes, maybe maybe it does come down to book versus show. I have no idea. But to me, I I uh, I do feel like she was a strong, merciful character. Like she cried when she found out that dragon burnt a child alive. That her dragon ate a child. That moved her so much that she cried. And it so wasn't for her sure. To, yeah, oh, for her for her to suddenly switch to. I can just murder thousands of innocents for extra credit. I've won the war, but now I'm just going to do it for funsy time. To me, character-wise, that made zero sense. If she had thought, you know, the only way I can win this war is by murdering all these people, maybe. Or uh, like you were saying, Mike, if she had gone for the Red Keep and kind of in the aftermath of that, all of these people had died, maybe. But even just a little bit earlier, we saw her tear up when she sentenced Varys to death, who was someone who committed yeah. treason against her. She teared, she up, teared I... up for that. Yet she doesn't care at all about the thousands of innocents. To me, that was just completely unbelievable. And it had nothing to do with Amelia Clark's acting. I think her performance sold it as best she could. And I actually appreciated in the finale that Tyrion tried to talk us through what happened there. And Daenerys tried to talk us through what happened there with her army speech and kind of what her philosophy is. But I've compared... Her weird Hitler Yeah, speech. I've compared yeah. <laughs> Daenerys as a villain a lot to Thanos as a villain over time because I think what made Thanos such a wonderful villain and what made that story so good for us is, yeah, shirt, awesome, you're wearing a Thanos shirt right now, um, is that we understood what his philosophy was and we understood why he thought he was right. When Daenerys gave that, like, I liberated everyone and now we're going to liberate Winterfell and we're going to liberate Dorne, when she gave that speech, I was like, Ma'am, define the word liberate because you didn't liberate the people of King's Landing. There's no one left. You murdered them all. There's no one to even look at to say I've given a better future to these people because there is no future. And when you say I'm going to liberate Winterfell and I'm going to liberate Dorne, you are their current ruler. So if you don't mean liberating them from yourself to break the wheel, then you mean murdering them. And then so you're liberating everyone into death. Like that philosophy was so not fleshed out and not well-defined, which again, if we had had an extra episode, an extra scene, I don't know, any extra attention put into fleshing out that philosophy, I think people might've been a lot more on board with things as they went down. 
Because they knew she was you know, going to go crazy. They, they, they I, I agree with Trisha, but I would think because the thing is called, uh, the, the work is called The Song of Ice and Fire, this season should have been dedicated to Ice, which is the Night King. Next season, Fire, which is Daenerys turning into this. Because when she gets angry, when she got angry and she chose right that second to after, to destroy everything after the bells and all that, when you look at the camera pan down, she sees innocent people, women and children fleeing. That takes a lot of something in you to snap, to kill women and children that you've never done before. You've never done it before. And all of a sudden you do it for the first time, you know. I think I would need a little bit more time. Like, for instance, Varys was going to poison her. That's what he was doing in that episode. He was yeah, poisoning yeah, her. If she yeah. found out that the... That, it, but, the but she wasn't eating. Right. So the kid but if she like, found out that eating. the kid did it and she killed the kid, now you're doing more foreshadowing. Now, for the first time she's killed a child, you can see that this could progress further, that she could start seeing innocent people as part of the problem. You get it? But you need more time to let the whole thing simmer and breathe cinematically, narratively. You can have you can have these snaps in real life, I believe. But in fiction, it just it's so much better when you let the thing breathe, simmer a little bit. You know? But see, that's what that's that's where I, I, I gotta say, like you said in real life you can have these snaps turn, but in cinema you actually need to introduce the audience to the turn point. And all right, I, I could give you that one, yeah, easily. But like I said, like there's a separation from me from from like I, I took the show for the show, and like if there was more that that was missing from the show that was in the book, I didn't add that. No, but you see, I'm also blaming the showrunners in this because they started simple after they started running out of George Martin stuff. They started simplifying things, like. Tyrion and Varys started becoming this, um, like, let, let's be honest, a ruler. Exposition. exposition. Not only that, but a ruler in that time, in that kind of fantasy, whatever setting, that kind of rule. It, we're, we're simplifying these terms saying this is a good act, this is an evil act. No, rulers sometimes have to do good things, have to do bad things. Um, the way Varys was talking about, is she a good is she an evil queen? She hadn't done anything to that point to make him think that she may go that turn. I mean, he might suspect. Yeah, because all the people, all the people she's killed have been jerks, so we're okay with it. And um, uh, what you call it? She's only spoken. Right. Before. So you know, again, um, the the showrunners themselves. I blame the showrunners. They started losing the complexity of what it means to do all these things, you know, to be in this time and started making it, oh, this is just good, this is evil. You know, I mean, you've given us so much nuance over five seasons that you had Martin stuff and then the last three seasons where you didn't, it kind of showed that they just weren't up to the task. All right. But, um, okay, like I said, my only debate really was Danny because I did have a problem because I still hold that I feel like Danny's turn for me was still earned for me was still earned. I, I hear your points, but I saw more darkness than light out of her throughout the, the, throughout the seasons. And, uh, when I was watching this episode, I was like, Oh, she's going to burn everybody. Mm -hmm. I was saying it before it happened. She's going to burn everybody. She doesn't want those bells to ring. I was saying it. And, and like, 
Uh, people were like, what are you talking about? There's, there's no reason for her to burn everybody. I was like, she said she was going to burn everybody. She looks like she's going to burn everybody. She wants blood and she wants blood. But you everywhere. know, the sadness in this discussion that we're having right now, the thing that really makes me sad is, Aww. is Aww, yeah, we've had eight seasons to know that the growing looming threat is the Night King coming, Right. I can understand you destroying him before the Daenerys stuff. Easily, I can understand that. But please, if you've built up this army, this inevitable army for so long, give it a season or at least half a season to play out, to grow the epicness of the Night King at that last moments. Because I had like two really cool moments in that Night King battle scene. Oh, that whole no, battle was beautiful. No, but what I mean is, what I mean is, to have it end just there, it's like, oh, in one episode, yeah. you wrapped up a, yeah. an eight-season slog of these things coming. You know, it's like, wow. I, I feel like it dismissed it, and then you have Cersei drinking you wine. Feel like the Night King had a big wine. Yeah. Then you have Cersei drinking wine. She's been a great character for seven seasons. But this one season, she drinks wine, stays on top of, uh, you know, stands on a balcony, and does nothing of any merit, really. Nothing that I, except for killing Missandei, and even that scene was like, okay, that was really quick. Uh, Cersei was lost, so now we get Daenerys, and now we're all talking about Daenerys and how big a deal it is. That was my other complaint. Yeah. Yeah. But let's face it, we just destroyed two other fantastic villains with no real good send off. And no good appreciation of what they've been building up for seven seasons. And and Jamie, I can see that happening. <laughs> I can see them reversing the arc Jamie was on. I could see that. Because maybe he slept with Brienne and said, you know what? Because that's how Jamie's yeah. been, yeah. You know, this isn't for me. I could see this happening. But again, let the thing breathe for a little while. You know, come on. That's all. That's all. Oh, okay. All right, see, I can't really argue the whole overarching arc because, to be honest with you, the uh, the Night King being handled, being confronted and handled in three episodes, and that was, he was one and done, really does not balance out with eight seasons of him slowly creeping his way here. Because it was like, you know, if we just had enough people <laughs> and, like, 30 Arias, like, we could have just went to Bravos and we could have came back with a couple more. <laughs> This would have been, you know, we could have did this. We could have met him halfway. And, and unfortunately, you know. we live in a world now where we know things that are happening outside of shows. See, back in the 80s, we didn't know what was going on with writers and producers. We just didn't know. But now we do. Uh, HBO offered yes. 10 seasons, was willing to do 10 seasons, 10 episodes each season, D and D, the producers, I, I, Benny Off and whatever, decided. Uh, Benny Off, yeah, mm -hmm. decided we want the Star Wars money. We want to get outside this pressure cooker. Let's finish this quickly. Uh, and that's why, that's why, Trisha, I was going to say that people see this as another uh, Last Jedi because these guys are bailing. They're like these guys are bailing early so they can get some of that Star Wars kids out. Yeah, I, I compared it. I actually compared it to the Last Jedi in that we had a lot of cool things that were suggested to us as possibilities of things that might happen. And then this, much like the Last Jedi, was like, what's the most boring possible answer I could give to all of these questions raised? Okay, cool. I'm going to go with that one. 
So it left a lot of people. Obviously, it's very hard to compete with the hive mind that is the Internet. Um, but a lot of us had theories that were like, oh, man, it'd be so cool if this. It'd be so cool if this. And I feel like all of those things just got shot down. I don't know if for the sake of shooting them down or for the sake of shock and doing something unexpected or if it was just because they didn't want to deal with a lot of that mythos stuff. Um, but like for me, I was really hoping in the end, no matter what happened in the end, that the last scene was going to be someone opens their eyes and they're blue because the cycle continues and everything's cyclical. Something like that um, to keep this world going and breathing rather than Bran well, as the king is probably the most boring choice we could have gotten. Arya going off west is probably the most boring choice we could have gotten. Like, I feel, for me, that was the last Jedi comparison. But I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for saying that because that that is a very strong opinion. And anytime you have a strong opinion on the internet, people don't like it. Well, Trisha, uh, in, yeah, some, in some reported yeah. leaks of this, supposedly there's an ending, an ending scene where John and Tormund run into the spiral symbol of the of the White Walkers. That would have been so cool. That's where that's where they said it was supposed to end to show you that the cycle continues. It's gonna repeat and all that. But they decided to because the because like the Long Night a- ages ago during the Long Night, um, they beat back the White Walkers then, and it still came back. Yeah, that yeah. would have been really cool to see so, something like that. So we're at least at least giving some nod to some of the stuff that makes this world so cool. All right. Now I, I never air my complaints on this show because like I said, this season has been, people have been very venomous about it, but you've pretty much covered the ones you're like the first one who brought up the ones that I actually had complaints about Mike, (laughs) because um, you're on the last two episodes with John, like the whole, and Lena Hetty has been one of the most remarkable actresses in this entire series, and she did nothing. <laughs> she did nothing. And, and I don't call him Bran the bo- Broken. I call him Bran who couldn't be bought. Tyrion also. <laughs> Where did his intelligence go? You have to show me that somewhere. I felt. <laughs> somewhere it's I in f- there. I felt that what happened was um, he started having more faith in individuals. Because he was more cynical when he started. And his character arc took him to where he started having more faith in individuals. No, I think he sobered up. You get it? He stopped drinking as much. So his intelligence went out with the booze. Ha! (laughs) Yeah, but... um, Biggest biggest takeaway for me was I still find... like I've shown you pictures, Mike. When I was like... When I took... I took a picture of the scene... Where um, the 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 Cleganes were standing off against each other to the stairway to nowhere, and the dragon flew overhead. That's a painting. Oh no, there was That's painting scenes painting. in this. Yes, I mean, come on, everyone's and, raving and, about the Daenerys with dragon wings behind her scene. You that know? was so good. Oh, that was yeah, beautiful. that was so cool yeah. looking. But you know what? Really, yeah. uh, I mean, so many really things. But like I said, overall, I still like the show. I'm not gonna hate on it. You know. I, I wish it was better at the end. Yes. I feel like Trisha's scarred. But John, she feels like, like she was like 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 I, she was betrayed yeah, by by the way yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> do. I mean, I'm brokenhearted is the best way to say it. I feel like the show the show was beautiful for what it was. It was a really awesome cinematic piece of television. The performances were great. The cinematography was awesome. The effects were groundbreaking. 
But as far as being a conclusion to a franchise that I have followed for over 20 years, I feel like it had the heart ripped out of it at the end. Um, mm. and, and that to me is heartbreaking. Now, that was just my feeling at the end of it. I don't want to set out to convince anyone else that they should feel that way. In fact, we don't have to, well, you don't have to defend. Yeah, but I mean, here. exactly just, the opposite. Just, I'm actually really yeah. happy for the people that were able to enjoy the ending. Um, and I'm, and I'm jealous yeah. of those people because <laughs> as someone who most of my wardrobe and most of my home decor is game of Thrones, I wish that I felt very differently at the end of it. Um, but yeah, really, I'm just sad. But it does make me more excited for A, the prequels, and B, if and when George ever finishes the books. <laughs> um, yes. We know that he <laughs> likes to write very lengthy books where we spend a lot of time on things. And maybe then I will get a lot of that information that I so desperately yearn for. So it just makes me more excited for uh, the books to be finished. I'm pretty positive. I'm pretty positive the books are going to end the same way, but it's going to have more meat and more introspection on the characters. Cause I'm pretty positive because the ending, if you take it for the beats that it was, seems like what that was, what he was going I to do. I agree with that. Like, well, I don't know about yeah. Euron cause that's a totally. <laughs> no, no, but no, the, the no. major points, I mean, George has said that he told the showrunners how he wants it all to end and that they're all going to end in the same spot, but they're going to take different ways to get there. Um, and so that is what I expect, but you know, like, like I've been trying to iterate and I think a lot of people are trying to iterate, we don't necessarily have a problem or I don't necessarily have a problem with where things ended. I, it's more of a problem with how they got how? there. So I, I, I'm hopeful that the books will make a little mm -hmm. bit more peace with that. I still have a problem with the John again, because, uh, one quick, quick thing though, y Yara, who is another name entirely in the books, mm -hmm. um, They've always been about separating from the kingdoms, too. That's a bad characterization on her part when she just meekly accepted after seeing Sansa decide, okay, I'm going to split off and we're going to be our own kingdom. That Yara and the drowned god people. <laughs> Was that an option? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Sansa, you could you could just like not be. No, curious. I totally, I wait, totally I... agree with that. <laughs> As Yara's like, wait, wait. wait well, what? no, easily wait, because know because Bran is a Stark, Sansa's a Stark. Most of the people up there were related to Starks, so I understand how that went down. It's just you know because it's it's yeah. all Stark up there, so you know I got it. It's just, but the John thing kills me again. One last time, I gotta reiterate because he never wanted to be part of the Black. He had no choice. He's a bastard son. You know, um, it was the best option. No, I'm saying back no then options. when he, when, yeah, it was his only option. No, I'm oh. saying back then it was his best option for having right. options. In this, everyone knows he's a king. Uh, Varys sent out messages saying he's a king because Varys had a few weeks to do that. Yeah, no one seemed to give a right. damn. Right. No one seemed to give a damn, even though by right he could easily say, I'm a king, you know? <laughs> I'm a king, you know, um, and in the end, I feel he gets one of the. Well, they can easily just say, shut up, Grey Worm, give us our king. Or we'll that too. That too. We'll, we'll <laughs> do this protracted war thing. We'll, you know, we'll get uh, John back since Grey Worm was stupid enough to take him prisoner and not kill him outright. You know, um, then the other thing. Uh, and so what's John? You get sent up north. Now, I understand John doesn't have to do it. You know, or John can decide. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna mess around with the wildlings. But we gotta even remember, 
yeah, he hangs he hangs out with the wildlings and he's cool with them, but he's not a wildling either. So in the end, he should have just. Why did you bring him back to life if he's gonna get this as an ending? You know, it's it's not even. That goes back to what Trisha was saying. This is like they chose the most boring paths for each of these people. But it's also the most like. Uh, mental because this is his family if they were all Starks up there they could easily say okay John you don't have to go past the wall or whatever stay up north do whatever you want <laughs> you know and, and because Grey Worm is leaving on a boat anyway you know who would know it's just Grey Worm is the only one who gives a damn and yeah it's him. just weird let's see, him, of... let's see him get that bat, that deep into this these lines. right it's yeah. just a lot of weird things that just don't make sense if you actually sit down and think about it and that's why I'm... what about what about Detective Rhaegar or Rhaegon where he was like he saw mommy she had spiky thing in her he saw spiky chair he was like damn you spiky chair <laughs> the only the only explanation I have on that one it's most likely Drogon. Oh, sorry, that, sorry. Dro- that's, Drogon, Drogon. Yeah, Drogon, Drogon wasn't actually blasting the chair. It was the only thing in front of him because he wasn't going to blast John for whatever reason. I think because John felt bad. So, you know, pheromones, whatever, the dragon probably sensed, okay, this guy couldn't have done it because he feels bad about it. So, you know, I'm just going to blast away at this thing. I also believe the dragons are actually pretty smart. Uh, the way, you see, you have to know the books. In the yeah. show. In the show, I'm saying in the yeah, show. Yeah, in the show. Because they depict them randomly with these moments of better intelligence. Uh, it's it's up for debate what you want to believe for that. Yeah. Well, like, my more epic ending would have been if John took over the dragon, got rid of the got rid of the unsullied, you know, and then gave up everything. Because it would still get the same things you got in the end. It just it made no sense that they didn't kill John on the spot. Yeah, there were there was a lot that it was hard for me to believe. Um, but with that being said, gentlemen, I actually have to run. Uh, yeah. But thank you so much for chatting Thrones with me. Um, overall thoughts: this series much. has been an amazing series. And even though we all have our nitpicky things, I think when you look at the show as a whole, you have to give a huge standing ovation round of applause, whether you That's believe they stuck the landing or not. <laughs> Well, no, I will admit this. I will admit this, Trisha, as my closing statement. Like, no matter how I felt about it, given how many people reacted to it, whether it's divisive or not, when you end something that divisive, that's not sticking the landing. That's not sticking it. You know, like, like, like look at the 22 movie series that was... Um, Endgame. That was uh, Endgame. And the Infinity Saga was so good. Talk about sticking the landing. Yeah. And they and and like even the even the people who didn't like everything about it were like, yeah, but I still liked it. Right. I still I would watch it over again. So that's sticking the landing. There's a difference. So while I defend it, I agree they didn't stick the landing because I even though I defend it, I have complaints that have just been silenced because of other things. Yeah. So it was great having you. Thank by the you way. guys so yep. much for and having nice me. Happy Thronesing, everyone. Nice to meet you, Mike. That and uh, when the books come out and we read them, we'll all have to get together again and talk about it. Hopefully. Well, <laughs> hopefully. All right. We'll Good night, we'll guys. Do. I hope to still be alive. When yeah, that right. Happens. Me too. All right. Night, guys. Yeah. Right. Take care. Bye. Uh, oh, well, yeah. So. 
Wow. That was a lot to take in. And like I said, Mike, um, I, I had no problem. My whole thing is constantly defending um, Daenerys' turn. I felt her turn. Pretty much everything else people complain about, I actually freely agree with. But um, her turn, I felt like I like I said, John was useless. You're on like like I've been reading the books, and when I got to Euron versus who Euron is in the show, I was like, wow. There's a there's a big waste of difference, but I think that also comes from the show. The, the show abandoned a lot of elements, like Lady Stoneheart doesn't exist. Well, I think and that. That has a lot of right. God elements to it. You I, know what I'm saying? I think Euron is a combination of Euron and Victorian. Because Victorian is a lot like the Euron they're portraying on the TV show. Yeah, but they just don't have him. Right. So they combined the brothers and made it one story. They just took the worst part of the... Because <laughs> Victorian's good on his own. But Euron was something evil. Like, he's one character besides Hope. And uh, Ramsey, that you could point and go, no, that's evil. That that's just wrong, you know. Yeah, so I mean, Bo got waylaid and wants to know if we're still on. You want to hear his point of view on this? Sure, why not? I mean, you could combine it all together in the end. So in the end, Trisha was on the negative side. I'm in the middle. And you're on the other end. No, actually, no, we're all kind of just warm in the middle. Nobody's on the positive. No one's on the positive. No one's strong on the negative. Well, Trisha is more negative. Yeah, yeah, you're strong. Well, don't let me bring Lex here. (laughs) She is heavily strong in the negative. Is that right? (laughs) She is pissed. All right. Because in the end, I'm glad that he didn't get on the throne. You know, because I feel like that's just be wrong, but... At the end, I'm telling you, Bran is evil. Bran is just outright evil. That's what that's what they set up for me. That because he's too sly on the whole thing. And in the end, did you see? I don't agree. In the end, did you see? He seems like he has a sense of humor. All of a sudden, now he has a sense of humor. I'm telling you. I think that's when his plot unfolded. He's like, yes. I'm I'm the king now, bitch. Because you know, to be honest with you, the part that revealed that's not the part that revealed he may be evil. Because first of all, I'm like, you know, Bran can't Bran doesn't solidly see the future in the past. He sees him in snippets. We went on that ride. The part that revealed that he was secretly evil is when they were asking about the dragon and where's the whereabouts of the that's dragon. That's what I'm talking about. And he was like, he was like, I'll have to go check in on that. But that's what I'm talking about. I'm saying now that he's king, he can reveal what he really is, which is an evil bastard that set this whole shit up. The three-eyed fucked over crow. his brother. He, raven. Raven. Yeah. Three-eyed raven. No, in the books, he's the three-eyed crow. In the, I know. Yeah. But in the movie, in the show, he's the three-eyed raven. I know. I separate the two, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? If he's the evil guy, it's fine. He's... He's like an evil villain with no legs, you know? It's just like, I have the plan, and no one can stop it. But he could just be a dragon. He could just literally be a dragon. Probably. No, I think he... No, he probably I, I could. Think, I think he's the white... The, 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 the Night King. <laughs> he The Night King won. No, I don't think he's the Night King. 
Oh, I I don't know about that. I think it was a whole rigmarole, a whole ceremony to get there. Because remember, the Night King touched him in that dream vision. And since then... That's how the Night King tried yeah, Bran has yeah. Bran has a mark. I think it was just all a show, and now Bran could be like, I'm king, bitches. I took over. The Night King won. Trish says hi, Bo. She says hi. Right on. Yeah, you missed her. You, you, we've been on for the last hour. How's everything? What, what, it's what's all up, good. Bo? What took you? What held life. you up? I'll leave it to a four-letter word: life. Um, life. If you get that that nuance, uh, it's just this doesn't work unless we hear your opinion absolutely. too, man. Look, at the end of the day, I think people got what what they could get because of the the shortness of the how many episodes, and the fact that material was not forthcoming. So they did the best they could. Before you go on, got to ask you this. Okay, positive or negative? Just off the top, are you positive or negative or I'm in between? kind of indifferent. I'm in between. So he's with me. <laughs> All right. Because, Mike, while you say you're in between, you lean more to the negative. You say it's just a remarkable show still, but you still lean towards more of the negative because you have no positives to mention okay. about the C's, the C. This season, except for the fact that it was well filmed, Look, beautifully it was, scored, and it was, it was overall gorgeous. Yeah. It was gorgeous. The scene where she's gorgeous. walking up, he's coming up the stairs, and she's all dressed in black, and the wings come out the dragon, and for a second, you're just like, holy Dude, crap. Game Bowl. Clegane Clegane Bowl. Bowl fun. No, 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 not that. I mean, like, I'll send you the picture later, but the picture where, 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 where Sandor is at the base of the steps. And the mountains at the top. Uh, Gregor yeah. is at the top, and, and the dragon by. swoops overhead. I paused, took a picture of that, and sent it out. It looks like a painting. It's amazing. A lot. The visuals are amazing. Her on the horse is an amazing visual. The, the whole town falling down around them is an amazing visual. But I, and I like the what they did with that because by uh, the only way they were going to get us to care about all these innocent people was to drop someone we care about in there. That's why they put Arya there. You know, I was like, come like on. okay. My biggest, my biggest downside is that they had to sh- tell and not show. They didn't have the time to really build up to the way it sh- it could have or should have. So people like uh, what's his name, uh, Varys, come off looking really dumb because Varys is way smarter than that. And because they had to rush it. He ends up doing something and then just kind of going, okay, I did it. And then he dies. And I'm like, that would not be the way that I would expect Varys to go, nor the things that I would expect him to do. John, sort of standing there while people are getting dragon burned and looking like a dope and not knowing what to do. Again, not enough time for that to sort itself out in a, in a sort of logical way. So he ends up looking like a dope. Um, kind of going, I guess I should have gave my own the D. Look, <laughs> Because they condensed it. Yes, it was. Yeah, I know. (laughs) What happened? It would have helped. It might have helped. Um, She was feeling alone. You know, a little love goes a long way, right? (laughs) All we need is love. Well, that was my argument. That was my argument because, Mike, I don't know. You never gave me anything. Because I said throughout the entire series, when Daenerys doesn't get praise, isn't on top of it, she's not merciful. When she doesn't get praised. Okay, once again, though, she's never sure. killed a woman or a child. It takes a big step for Absolutely. You to do that. And you know what? But, yeah. but the implication was, and what they had trouble getting across was, 
all the things built up and finally toppled over for Danny. All right. Losing the people who she valued most and she felt was the closest to and being her betrayed by and the being rest. betrayed by the rest made her isolated and made her go, you know what? Fuck them all. You know, nobody really appreciates what I'm doing. Nobody thinks I deserve this. Like, and I get that. But it was so rushed, it comes off jerky. And just like, oh, suddenly she lost her shit. Oh. When the reality is, it should have been at least another season and a half of build-up to that. And people speculating and like kind of going, uh-oh. We didn't get that. I knew Bo would understand. He's like, Daenerys feels like one of his characters. <laughs> <laughs> no one appreciates what my guy does in, in some of these games, okay? It's like, okay, we're going to build this up from the ground up. Let me grab all these people and... Y'all don't give a damn. All right, fine. Anyways. Um, I love you. <laughs> at any rate... <laughs> I get it. I know what they were aiming for. And unfortunately, time doesn't... It was not their friend. So they had to trade uh, good storytelling for some spectacle. And that's where it looks bad because they didn't have to trade the time. They had too many things to tie up. No, no, no. They didn't have to trade the time because HBO Mm. offered them four more seasons. Absolutely. And here's the rub. But they want that Star no, no, no. Wars See, money. That's where it looks bad. And, I, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here, right? Groot, Groot, he, Groot, Groot doesn't like I'm going to play devil's advocate. It looks bad that they want to do the Star Wars thing. And that may not just be it. The reality is, look how long... But that is the on. assumption. Look how long it took them to put this season out. Two years just to put this out. And that's yeah. with them having most of the pieces in place. Without a playbook... It becomes even longer and slower, and I don't think they they have what it takes to go from a half finish or incomplete to a complete, at least in the in a way that's satisfying to everybody. I think it's a bigger deal than that. I think, me personally, I don't think it has anything to do with Star Wars. I think it has to do from a creative standpoint, because at this point they're stuck with this. They came into this knowing that they had a. A, 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 a playwright with them basically to give them the go ahead on how absolutely things would go. but that was a gamble and towards because the end he's he's notorious for taking and six years at a time finishing a book yeah but they everybody thought they had a head start out of them out of them them and him thought they had a head start and by the end of it they're stuck with some other guy's material that they have to work out or they have to work out and creatively that's that that's choking absolutely and they've been on this for eight years. And me personally, I don't think it was the Star Wars money. I think it was like, we're a little tired of this. This is a lot of work. This is a lot of effort. We've taken so much of our professional lives dedicated to this. And we could be doing something more with what we got out of this when we started. And we're not doing what we did when we got into this. Because we like... It's like, Mike, you go in with a certain deal that was made. Like, like you go in and I'm saying, I have all the story planned. You've just got to make it work. I'll help you with, uh, with uh, playwriting it and adapting it for film. Which is, yeah, yeah. And which, you just got to go with Which is something George Martin and is known Mike, for doing. How would you feel? Yeah, yeah. But, but okay. to your point, George, Mar- George Martin's <laughs> known for that. Like, he's done TV stuff. So a lot of his stuff... Yeah. arguably is not difficult or not it's designed to be tr- uh 
translated into television. Okay. Do you think they'll ever do wild cards? No, I don't think so. Um, oh. And it's probably a good idea at this hold point. On, hold on. That they don't. Because uh, George Martin takes forever to do stuff. Look. But Wild Cards definitely has a head start. Yeah, everything's got a head start with George. Um, Why? But, I mean, it's 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 a fair question, but... Yeah, but yeah, but what would you do if you're given that contract to do this, and then by the end of it, you don't have this guy backing your... You get one six-hour meeting with him, and that tells you everything, and you got to ride with it. And the studio wants you to keep going. Like, we could do this for four more seasons. And, like, okay, you're doing... All the work now. Sure. You're doing Absolutely. all the work now. And, you, but you, the optics look bad. The optics look like they want to do Star Wars and they're done with it. And and I'm not going to take away the fact that they're done with it. And no, they probably do want to do Star Wars because they'll get Absolutely. more help. But at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. it turns into Lost for a lot of people. It turns into Dexter. It turns into a lot of these shows that started it's not strong Dexter. and then fall over at the end. But that... Dexter's ending was worse See, than But that's everything. how people I, feel about it. I'll go with Mike that it didn't stick the landing, but I'm not going to say it's lost or Dexter. You're not, and I'm not, but a lot of people do. They're saying it's Sopranos, it's lost, it's Dexter. Like, wait, wait, what was wrong with Sopranos? Uh, some people did not like that ending, dude. That's fine. Yeah. But it was uh, fine. It was You fine think so? Them. There's a lot of people who don't. <laughs> not everybody likes oh. ambiguity, and I get it. Um, I think the person who wins the Game of Thrones is the actress who plays Cersei getting paid a million dollars an episode to drink wine looking out of a window. That's... Lena Headey is amazing. She's phenomenal. She should get paid to do whatever they need her <laughs> to do. But could we wasted. use her? Could we use her? Now, we need to use her more. my biggest gripe with the whole last season is Cersei's death. Because I feel like she deserves something much more dramatic, more Shakespearean, more Hamlety, more you know what I mean? Like give her something meaty to die that was to. Very, that was actually very, very Shakespearean. Eh. She died in the hands yeah, of her yeah, lover. Yeah, yeah, falling just... rocks. No, falling rocks That's... is not a problem. It's just have her do something memorable this season. Like yeah, Game of Thrones. You, you, death isn't. Something that's big and celebrated just fucking happens. But she's been she's been such a badass for so many seasons, and like they just go okay now she just dies at in the basement. I like looking at it like this: she was a badass and she talked a good game, and then the bitch got here and she learned the age old adage you've been repeating, Bo. Everyone's got a fucking plan until they get get punched punched in the the face. Yeah, she met. She was like, "Yeah, we got all this shit. You got half your army, and you got your dragons. We got the dragon answers." And she was like, "No, nah, I just fly better with my dragons, and that solves your dragon problem. Fly better in the yeah. lower." Let me not, <laughs> let me not tell you how stupid. No, no, no. no. That, so that okay, fleet hold, hold sneaking on. up on a flying <laughs> dragon thing is that's that's that's, that's I, I'm not gonna touch the, the sneaking up on the dragon part. No, you should. The dragon got caught off guard. You should because no caught bullshit. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can, I can, I can. Play devil's advocate on two points. One, because they've been sneaking up on people in the ocean for a while. Hold, that, hold that, on, that specific fleet. That dragon <laughs> was the injured, hurt dragon, arguably, which is why John wasn't flying it because it wasn't strong enough to really support him and do its own thing at the same time. So odds are it was slower. They caught them by surprise. It can happen to anybody, I suppose. 
All right, everybody gets one. All right. Yeah, realistically, that does right. happen. Yeah, if you don't see it coming. And honestly, my and and Mike, even if they saw the boats, so yeah, it's like okay, there's yeah, a boat. So, yeah, even if they the, saw the they, boats, there's your fleet. Fucking cares. I'm on a dragon. I'm never threatened by boats. And then it shot something at the dragon. Because, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because even because I'm not even saying the fleet, they didn't see the fleet. But even if they did see the fleet, why would the fuck would That's they never care? been an issue for them before. <laughs> okay, but at least show that part then. The whole, yeah, the and, whole by surprise is dumb. I, I, no, the surprise was it getting shot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so, now, on top of that, I think in many ways, Daenerys has been sort of reining the dragons in for a while with how she handles stuff. And I think once that finally happened, she was like, you know what? Let me open the throttle on this dragon. Let me just cut it loose. No, 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 no. ape shit. I I was saying that before that episode happened, that no matter what, the second time she faces them with the single dragon, she's going to win because all she has to do is go in fast Mm. and low. And then when they switch to low, go high. And go, because they... Those things could not move. I was saying this before the episode happened because those things could not move fast enough. There was no way they were going to show me that those devices were going to keep up with the maneuvers of the dragon. And what's going to happen when she flies past them and she's behind them? They're going to turn the whole fucking bitch around. You know what I'm saying? By the time they get a bead on her, she wipes out the whole... Which is what happened. Now, I will say... (laughs) I think that was handled well. Mostly. I would like to have seen them maybe hurt the dragon a little bit so it feels a little more earned but no but, dude, dude bullshit that it dragon wasn't happen. was went through all of them okay like 30 that to dragon 60 is a nuclear weapon 30 to 60 of those things and didn't get a bead once didn't get hurt once nothing this is the difference between her flying on the dragon years ago and her flying on the dragons now it they stood no chance stood no chance the dragon's the dragon's fire can blow away stone. For in the end, do we really care about Euron and his goddamn fleet? Euron's the most wasted no. bad guy on the series, though. That's without yes, a doubt. Is. Yes, we, but... we already covered that one, especially comparative to him yeah. in the book. Like in the books, that dude's up to something. I don't know what, but in this, he, he wants to be a god. He wants to be a god, and he might be <laughs> able to do it. That's what's fucking great. I don't think he might be able to do it. I think. They hit Mike's hot button topic for his, his for one of the things he likes, and so he's feeling it. But I don't think he's even going to come remotely close to becoming. No, a no, you, you're right on that. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is his motivations well, are much more stronger is, than oh, I it, just want to. Yeah, I just want to. In the end, you had a guy return. Much more interesting. Yeah, you had a guy return to life. Something that they didn't, you couldn't conceive of happening. You understand? Dragons. Even, it happens a lot in the books. People coming back. Yeah. In this time period, now that the dragons are awake and magic is more alive, that's what's going on. So, who knows? You think he wants to eat a dragon? Probably. Wants to eat something. From what I know, Euron is gathering a priest of every faith on his ship. And he plans to commit a huge ritual by killing all of them. At the same time and eating one of them. I believe. <laughs> so yes, there is eating involved. If I remember, well, isn't right. isn't the uh, the motto of the Greyjoys uh, that which is dead can't die or something like that? Yeah, it's probably what his plan is: become immortal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. Now, 
Probably. Yeah. I did appreciate the dragon. I mean, like, all right, let me rephrase this. So apparently, dragons get symbolism, which I find ironic. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, this is what I said. I said earlier. I had it in two. I had it in two ways. One, I said I think Drogon is smarter than we think. So he actually saw that the throne was something that was a symbol of everything his mom wanted broken, and so he destroyed it. And two. I was going with Detective Drogon as he sees spiky thing in mom. Spiky thing in mom? Spiky thing on chair! Fuck you, chair! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> oh, Drogon. I mean, honestly, I did appreciate the symbolism there, which was, yeah, it's the Iron Throne, but what's iron to the breath of a dragon? Just hot molten shit. Mom can't have it. Nobody can. Nobody gets this throne. Bitches. Breaking the wheel. Breaking the wheel. He was starting his gorilla uh-huh. radio. <laughs> um, I, I, the kid in the chair was the last person I expected, which is fine. I just, the kid has well, no personality. I ma- Who votes the kid with no personality for anything? He gets pecked last for everything. I made the I made the joke. I made the joke that um, uh, the throne is gone. He was the only one who brought his own chair, so that's so why he, he, he got voted because he, he has a throne. <laughs> you know, it was like he, they don't need to rebuild that damn throne because they just wheel him up there. <laughs> well, that's why the, that's why he let the city get destroyed. So they can make it handicap uh, access- accessible. It's accessible. And Mike is of the opinion that he's a villain. Oh, I'm definitely of that opinion. Like I said, you so can't go from one episode him telling Tyrion, I'm no longer Bran, I'm no longer, I don't care about Winterfell, I live in... So the- you're saying when he made when he made contact with the, with, the, with the Night King that last time, something happened? It has to be. Because that's the way the show was telling me. Because once again, remember what he told Tyrion, I live in the past now. But then... Later on, when Tyrion says, you should be king, why do you think I'm here? And then, the last scene with Bran is smiling, talking about maybe looking in on a dragon. No, he's evil. Yeah. And, and remember... And they just and they just wheel it, and he wheels away. And okay, like did we talk about Once again, so- the domino... Did we talk... But think about the, do- the domino effect. He's the one who helped Jon find out who Jon is. He tells John this for the first. Mike says he brought down all yeah. the dominoes. Oh, of course by he did. The trigger of yeah, for the first time, Daenerys. No, no. Not only, has to not only did he do that, but he claim on the throne. Well, well he put it in the ear of uh, John's best friend, which who's the only person John would listen to anyway. Right. So all of this just seems like Bran knocked the put up dominoes that will get knocked down to lead him to become king. Sure. Or it was going to happen anyway. But and all he had to do was survive, which. Apparently he did. But again, then, we don't know what the three rave, three-eyed raven, the three-eyed crow, what is the power? What is it about? Why does it exist? Obviously, it's malignant. Yeah, that was Trisha's biggest complaint. Because she, you know this, she's a long-time reader of the book. She's been a fan of this stuff for 20-something yeah. years. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, uh, as readers, you get... Co- and Mike is a long-time reader of so these damn books. So I. turned me on to the books years <laughs> ago. And then I got thirsty. Yeah, 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 but you and I you and I are not like 20 years in a I world. am 20 years. 
<laughs> yeah. Him and Trish are 20 years in on this books. We got into the books a little more recent, you know. Like, I'm like, I'm almost through the last book. <laughs> and I'm like, I wow, read, Dude, okay, I read the this... books 10 years ago. And I stayed with it since. Right. I mean, I'm not the 20 mark that this guy is, but when I, shortly after I met Liz. All right, all right. This is not my point. Yeah. This is not my point. <laughs> all right. What I'm saying is like, and she was like, the mythologies and the gods, she mentioned, she went through all the gods and all the mythologies that exist in it and how the show specifically, with the exception the children. of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, no, with the exception of uh, the, 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 M- Melisandre's god. Red god, Warlord. The red... The red, the red, yeah, the red god. With the exception of him, they skirt around everything. They just mention the others. They don't touch upon how these things, like, affect and come in contact with the world more and more and more repeatedly. Yeah, well... And, yeah... That's how you destroyed Euron's character. Well, I mean, to an extent, they also touched on uh, the mini face god, because uh, that was all of Arya's eh. arc. Ish... Ish, they, it, there's only one weird guy that seems to have that effect. Arya doesn't even do it anymore. Yeah, completely yeah, stopped. Yeah, the last, the, yeah because the, now the she's announcing she herself that, while she crosses borders, and I'm like, why did? Yeah, the last time she 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 touched upon that was killing a green-eyed dude, Walder Frey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was the last time when she cartmaned his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and to to verify, to clarify, when I say cartmaning, because it's gonna come up again, that means she took his family and she cooked them up in a pie and tricked them into eating it, which happened in South Park. In South Park. It also happened yes. in the book, and it was some other character. Yeah, I got at least my moment where John goes back to Ghost, and I was like, okay, fine. Oh. oh, so you're one of the pet the damn dog I am dog the pet guys? the dog guy. Pet the door, dog, <laughs> yeah. goddamn dog, John. We know you have a shiny dragon. It lost the fucking ear. Pet the dog. <laughs> it lost the fucking ear. Pet the dog, John. Can you imagine you that conversation that they cut out? It's like, I told you to take care of my dog, bro. What the fuck happened? You know, was... No, that was John's dog. Yes, and he gave it to his buddy, Giant's Bane. Yeah, but the dog lost the ear before that. Did it? Bef- yeah. Yes, he lost his ear during the Night King fight. Okay, I thought he still had yeah. his ear after that. That's why, Mike, I agree with Mike. Why didn't he pet the dog to just say, oh, I'm sorry you lost your ear, buddy, but you're going to yeah, Tormund? Yeah, yeah, first of all, First of all, in the Night King fight, when the dog ran off with everybody, we didn't know the dog made it until the next episode. Right. Because <laughs> they didn't show, like, because we, we were left like, is the dog dead? Oh, by the way, I feel like that was the first time the direwolf looked like a direwolf. Because of the size. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah. I, I feel like it's a waste of the wolves all in all. They were like that from the show's start, though. In the books, John's much more worgy than they even show in the series, so who knows what so they're going to Yeah. Yeah, they, they're more in contact with their wolves. Hell, Arya's in that, contact that, with cats. But that, but, but that brings up the point that they, they do skirt around all the other magic of the world. Yeah. Which I think the audience would have been down with. Yeah, it, but that's okay because yeah. Bran has all the magic and he, he rules the kingdom now. Bran has a dragon if he wants it. That's why I'm pretty sure he doesn't care that Sansa took off with the kingdom because he knows that that kingdom will marry back into the Seven Thrones. Okay, can we talk about yeah. how Sansa completely spiked her brother on that one? Like, literally... He's a Stark. He's going to become King of the Seven Realms. And you're like, 
He's not a Stark. No, Bran. Father. Bran. Oh, Bran? She's like Bran. Well, that goes with Mike's opinion that she probably detected Bran as like a little dark and not a good nothing. ruler. That, no. She was always about Bran? wanting to be queen from the rip. Some, yeah, I'm talking. No, she wasn't. Not really. Not really. Not about wanting Some, to be queen. The second John, came, John back came in, and she was like, I'm this and that, and why are they all talking about John? And it, like, she wanted to be queen for a minute, Mike. She didn't have a problem with the, the you're switching her with Daenerys. Daenerys had a no, problem with the No, when John, John was king of the north, then Danny uh not that. When no, no, John no. was king of the north, her problem with John is why are you giving up being king of the right, north? Right, that was her problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because she, she wanted him no, to keep she it. wanted to be queen, but she realized that it was only John that they would accept. So, when she pushed yeah, for and John, she rolled over exactly, for when it, she, she pushed for John and then John cast it off, that made her ex- Really she was pissed because she's like, if you're gonna treat it like I that, don't blame her. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame her. Like, dude, you just got everybody behind you. Do you know how magical that is? And I'm telling <laughs> you right now, Brand don't give a fuck that she walked away with the kingdom because he probably knows she. Eventually, one of her line is gonna marry back into the kingdom. He probably mm. saw it right. Yeah, he's evil, and, and you gotta and, accept and, and that. Why even point out that the dude's junk don't work? How do you know? And, and and why why are you getting all personal like that? Come on, man. That's that's so wrong. <laughs> he doesn't care. Bo, Bo, if he's not Bran anymore, if he's the three eyed Raven who isn't Bran, he, that means whoever's king, he could still be king. Right. We're talking. This might be a <laughs> kingdom of nightmare that he just took over forever and ever. <laughs> All right, I'm going with this. Well, yes, you have to. I'm going with this. Because the old guy before him was the three-eyed raven. Now he's the three-eyed raven. He says Bran is no more. I believe it. There is no Bran. It's the three-eyed raven on the throne. Oh, sweet Christ. It's possible. But John... That's what the show leaves me with. No, if you think about it, that's the only thing the show could leave you with. Oh, sweet Because that's Christ. what the show gave me. The three-eyed raven is king. And he's a malicious, oh, no. malignant little bastard. Well, whatever the three-eyed raven is. Not a man, obviously. So the three-eyed crow is obviously different. That's the thing in the book. It might not be evil. The three-eyed raven is definitely evil. It's definitely evil. evil. <laughs> All right. Lex is going to be proud because you actually convinced me that Bran is evil and she's been saying that for the whole season. No, <laughs> that kid looks insidious in that chair, though. Like... No, no, Mike. She's been she's been saying two things about him: that he's evil and he's the king that don't give a fuck. Because every scene he wheels in, she's like she keeps saying, "I can't be bothered." <laughs> I can't be bothered. Look, I didn't think I, can't be bothered. I didn't think that the whole time until this the episode. Once he became king, I was like, "Oh!" And thus comes the nightmare, the eternal night, because now the thing of evil is ruling the kingdom. Because I mean, that's the way they show it. She's going to be so happy. <laughs> because he knows what he did to his brother. He knows. How did Liz take it, Bob? She wasn't very happy. But like Mike and and Trish, she's a book reader from the Wayback Winds. And... So, 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 Mike, you think Trish was on to something that being a, a long-time book reader influences too? Well, yeah, it does. Because, you see, we infer a lot more um, 
point of view because in the books they give them a lot, a lot more point of view, a lot more. I know that. You know, but I easily yeah, separate you read that. the books yeah. from the show. You see, and I, that's what makes our separation harder, especially since most of us have read the book so long ago that the TV is our refresher. So you know, we're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bo and I started reading the books when the show started. Right. <laughs> like pretty much. No, when the show started, I think I was reading a Dance with Dragons. Like, yeah, but you but get yeah, my yeah, point. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I was point. I was getting caught up on the whole ending. Um, and, and honestly, me and Emma hated episode five. We were like, no, we don't like this. And then this episode, we were like, okay, we're not hating it. The show, oh, oh you know, like like for some whatever reason. The, the finale kind of actually made me okay with the whole show again. But, you know, obviously it's flawed. And it's flawed because, again, I just... They didn't give it enough time to breathe. Yeah, it, it, it needed more time to simmer. To run. But they gotta yeah. get the Star Wars in, so... I, I hope for their sake... But, but I think you agree with me, Bo, that it's, it really has less to do with Star Wars and more to do with the fact that they were creatively yeah, trapped. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they really... They, their options well, were super slim, bro. You um, know, in truth... This is not what they signed up in for. Truth, this is not what they signed up No, in truth, for. Martin trapped himself, too. Because what he did... Forget the popularity and how the books exploded and everything. You need ice and water. Uh, forget all that. Originally, he had intended for a five-year skip... And then he changed his mind mid-course. That's tough. That's tough. Because, you know, what you were doing to extend the story, all of a sudden you're making it collapse now. You know? And you're doing that with the... You're telling the show writers the same thing. So that one he fucked himself with. The second thing he fucked himself with is the scope of these books. You know? Well, dude... The thing is, it's also his writing style, right? So he's one of those guys who like to seed and plant and come back and see what he really likes and what's coming up and and then he'll trim and then he'll plant some more and it, that writing style does not lend itself for speed at all. It just okay. Doesn't. But did you see? Did you see his new book, Blood and Fire, a prequel, three hundred years ago? It's about a, it's about a thousand manus, page manuscript too. No, the guy just is yeah. intimidated by his work now. He's a I little gun. I, I don't think it's that. I think. No, but there's something to that because uh, the prequel is what they're going to do the next series. Yeah, it's going to be the Night King, how the Night King happens, and... The Long Night. Yeah. The Long Night. The Age, Age of Heroes. Heroes. And I think the other one's going to be uh, Duncan Egg, right? Is that what it was? Well, no, the, the book he just wrote is called Blood and Fire. It's about the Targaryens coming to the, to the world. And it's a thousand-page book. I just saw it at Barnes & Noble's. I was about to pick it up. Uh, so he's writing. He is writing prodigiously. He can write these new two new books. It's just he's intimidated. I believe it. Mm, maybe. I just I think he's just gonna finish it when he feels like finishing it. And he's so tired of people telling him to finish the book that he's just writing what he likes and what he wants to write. I lean more towards the fact that he's not intimidated, but he's actually also a little sick of it. I would lean he more heavily into him being sick of it. It could be, yeah, but little, you know what? A little sick of it. Because He's been turned off since way back when, when people were like, could you finish these before you die? And he's like, because, while he was sick, and he's like, oh, let's not care about my health, let's care about your fucking books. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, no like, doubt, I mean, but, uh, you know, from experience, I was there with the Wheel of Time books, which sucked. 
<laughs> but I was there for all 12, 13 books before the writer died. I was there. For, well, I wasn't there for Herbert. But, you know, he died trying to complete his magnum opus. Well, he lost his... Didn't Frank Herbert was losing his mind before he... Frank Herbert and drugs were not a good combination. Yeah. You know, I honestly don't know because Fritz Lieber... I've always heard that, you know, and I always believe that too. But when you read Fritz Lieber, you know he went mad while writing. You could tell that in the writing. Meanwhile, with Herbert, I read the six books. I don't think he went mad. I'm not saying he went mad. I'm saying the drugs took their toll on him. They took the toll on his health. It took a toll on his writing. All six books, you could clearly see where Herbert was going. Sure, he just he just died. You could, but, you know, when when it ends with <laughs> all this happens inside of the universe, inside of a, a yeah, raindrop. That's on not how it ends. I'm 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 exaggerating. I know this. I'm saying it's yeah, it's a little much. It kind of pulls you out, man. Pulls you out because he, he he takes some jumps in the later books. Yeah, but e- even in the later books, uh, that whole vision thing that he was seeing—that was Duncan seeing the people manipulating him. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, Duncan in and of itself was like he keeps coming back to Duncan over and over and over and over again. It was ridiculous. It was yeah, because he's the point of view character that can span these thousands of years. <sighs> I don't know about him being a good point of view character because he's like way past being somebody I can understand and relate. Well, what I mean is he's <laughs> he's the glue that can hold the story he's, over thousands of years. He's a thread, years. sure, but he's a connection point. Yeah, yeah, he's a thread, but I don't know about him being a, a relationship. No, you're uh, right, you're right. Uh, he's not a to see through. You're right. He's not a point of view, but he's a thread that you could connect the story. No, I, and, and I get that. I just it didn't work for me. That's all. But that's not a Game of Thrones discussion. No. So let's talk about. You know, and, and the, the and the ending did fit a little too neatly into a bow tie, with you know, um, like I could see Tyrion being uh, the hand again. That's fine. Braun was hilarious. That's not going to happen in the book though. No, but Braun is hilarious as the master of coin. Davos makes sense as the ship, right? Uh, he, no, Braun is definitely not going to be master. Even of coin. even though uh, what's his face, the Tarly kid. Never finished his training. Sure, he could be the Grand Maester. But you see how... I'm positive. I'm positive that Bran is going to end up on the throne in the books. You see how... Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm positive of that too. You see how evil Bran is. He makes sure that everyone gets the ending they want, which is Brienne becoming uh, the captain of the Kingsguard... Potter well, no, no, even even John arguably gets the ending that he wants because John didn't want to be king. I don't think so. Let me me say... John yeah. never wanted to be king. John I never wanted that. to be in charge. You know what John I gets? Agree with that. John gets to be at the wall, not far from family, with his wolf, remembering his wildling woman, and just being a free spirit. Because his next, there's no fucking White Walkers north of the wall. There's a hole in the wall the size of a dragon. Okay, people cross that easily. I'm positive. Hell, on the other side of the wall. There are green plants growing in the snow, so clearly summer is coming. Um, but that, but that was another uh, another thing that she, that Trish brought up that she wishes that they went there and could learn that the cycle still continues. Yeah. Like, like you know, somebody gets blue eyes, or as Mike said, there was a secret ending in which they come across the the circular symbol of the of the of the night king. So I mean, that could be a thing, but. I think they just wanted some definitive end. And, like, to Mike's point, John gets ultimately an ending for himself that's pretty easy. 
his next door neighbor is his sister who's not going to say anything if he decides to walk over to Winterfell. He can come and go as he pleases. It's not really exile, okay? His cousin. His cousin. Stop. <laughs> it's not really an exile. It's, it's not his sister. It's I, his you cousin. Know, you're right. It's not really exile, but at the same time... But I'm also right yes, that it's, it's his, his cousin. cousin. Yeah, yeah. But he's not calling <laughs> himself Aegon. Because he was fucking his aunt, right? We, we remember he was fucking his aunt. No, clearly he stopped doing that. <laughs> That's why we ended up where we ended up, okay? <laughs> and I, I agree, it's not really an exile, but I still think it's one of the most saddest things I saw, uh, I saw cinematically done. I, uh, like I understand subverting expectations that we've I heard that for years. I think it was a subversion now. of expectation. It, well, they did. They actually, the series, the Game of Thrones series, was really good at subverting expectations. Absolutely in a good was way. in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think their best episode... Let, let, let's go into this. Their best episode of Expectations of Version was displayed... I don't know what season with it was when the Viper fought the mountain. That was their... That showed their best display of it. Because at that point, we were used to the subverting expectations. And when the Viper went in, we were like, oh, he's just dead. He's just dead because everything says he should be dead. Right? And then he came in and he was twirling his weapon around... And we were expecting the whole Indiana Jones, yeah, he's definitely dead. But then the fight started happening. And then he started winning. And then he, he was winning. So they have you turning your thoughts around and stuff like that. For people who didn't read that at that point. And was like, oh, is this going to go differently? So they showed that they could subvert expectations by just still doing what they normally do. They just played the beats differently to keep you invested. Because we know how that ended. He still just fucking died. But it made it worth a damn. Yeah, but so you did the mountain, which was great. Yeah. And it made it worth a damn. It made it made their method of how they do the stories worth it. And that's the benefit of those two guys, the showrunners, with a screenplay. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the thing they came in with. The deal was we get a screenplay, we do this series. And, you know, like... The last two seasons, they're like, okay, we don't got a screenplay, but we still got to do this series. This is some bullshit. Did, I'm sorry. It got robbed. Did anybody <laughs> feel their heart their heartstrings getting tugged when Drogon was nudging Danny like a Disney uh, animal child? Mommy? Mommy? Well, yeah. Ma mommy? I, I love the fact that he flies off with her. That's awesome. Yeah, he's just, fuck, fuck your chair. I'm taking my mom and I'm leaving. Spiky thing hurt her. <laughs> I just, I just think because whenever, whenever everyone says, "Oh, everyone at the end got what they wanted," I don't believe John did. I believe John no. got so terribly, tragically broken that it must. The guy who got everybody to band together to save the world got fucking robbed. Yeah, that Bran in the end really stuck that knife deep in him. I don't know that John would have been happy being the king. I don't know that John would have been happy. No. Being anything but that. what he is. But Bo, but Bo, the way they did it, they sent them north to go join, to be part, even though the organization doesn't exist, who cares anymore, but, but, right? Even when it existed, but, the thousandth guy on the, the thousandth captain of the guys on the even wall. Even the one, the guys who stabbed him and killed him in the first place, you know? The guys who the first chance he got after resurrecting gave him a loophole out he's like i'm fucking out 
Let's re- let's remember he went to fucking Castle Black because as a bastard he saw no options for his future. His life is so shit on that. But he know, went to wait, 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 no, 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 that no, no, he belongs no. with he the Guardians of the Galaxy. Castle Black because that's where uh, his quote unquote dad and his uncle Benjen decided that it would be the best place to hide him. No, that was no. He picked Castle Black. Mm. He picked it. Well, they yeah, were kind yeah. of raising him to go there. Yeah, they, too, he was being, he was being yeah, yeah, but, because yeah. that's why his uncle Benjamin his own would words. constantly come and visit him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a good place to hide him. But yeah, it was his own words. They they fucking gaslighted him into thinking that's where he wanted to go to keep yeah. him safe from Robert. What kind of life is that, though? That's fucking... He doesn't need to be safe from Robert anymore. Like, the North is where his wolf is. It's where his people is. It's where... Like, what does he care? The wildlings aren't his people. He's a Targaryen. That's not where his people are. He's not... No, no, no. He's not a Targaryen. Because if he was a Targaryen, he would have been given his aunt the D. Look. (laughs) He he belongs nowhere. Because if you remember right, even the wildlings, they like him. But they don't. They don't accept him fully as one of them. But they kind of because they kind of did though. He doesn't. He never grew up with them. He's not like one of those guys. No, the wildlings. The wildlings didn't accept yeah, him. He's not like they, one of those guys. Like he's cool. Who's lived there all his life either? No, he doesn't care about that either. Cool. I think in the end he got a raw deal, and there's nothing for it. Fine, I accept that he got a raw deal. I just wish that the raw deal happened a little better. That's all. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I think I think we've covered a lot here. This I just want to make sure I'm I'm episode. I'm not missing anything. Oh, giant best episode. best line goes to uh, the hound and the whole chick talking about eating all the fucking chickens. Uh, what was that? What was that? Oh, basically, he was pissed that somebody was fucking talking their mouth at him, and he was like, "You say one more fucking word to me, and I'm gonna eat every fucking chicken in this fucking place." Like, because he's down, and he just didn't want anybody to fucking talk to him and leave him alone. Um, I would have appreciated an Arya Hound uh, spinoff. I think I could have worked with that for a long time. But that wasn't the Hound's uh, lot in life. Uh, Arya could be the pirate queen in the middle of nowhere, going west where there's no west. You know, to be honest with you, why didn't Bran tell her what's out there? Because that would be tipping evil. his hand because he's evil. He's, he's sending her out there so she could die. No, he. Oh, so she doesn't come. No, back. she doesn't come back. He's gonna, yeah, exactly. he's gonna warg Arya and find out what's out there. No, no, she's he, he. She might suspect eventually. She's the only one who would suspect because you saw how Sansa treats him. Oh, he's just a cripple with no dick. Uh, but but Arya <laughs> Arya might begin to suspect something. Can't need Arya out of the way. She is the dangerous one. It could yeah. be the many-faced god versus the three-eyed crow. Plus, Who knows? plus, as part of the Night King, he doesn't like the fact that she's around. You're assuming that that's the Night King deal and not just the three-eyed crow. No, I'm I'm assuming that it's a it's a whole mission. He's a, he's solidly saying that the three-eyed raven is dead. The Night King took over. I think I'm, it's the yeah, other way around. I think the three-eyed raven set up the Night King, and the three-eyed raven's on the throne. Because the thing is, is I see his point because he's very different after that confrontation with the Night King. All of a sudden, he's got a sense of humor. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's just talking different. Maybe. So, I don't know what Mike's final thoughts are because you kind of gave your final thoughts. 
My final thoughts is Bran is evil. He's the new Night Lord, Night King, and he's ruling Westeros for a thousand years of darkness coming. No one knows it though. My final thoughts are: I can't wait to run Dungeon World. I got some good plans. It's all going to be a lot happier than this shit. <laughs> My all final right. thought: Why call the dude Bran the Broken? How about Bran the Bold? How about Bran the the I can because he's Bran he's, the Able. Okay, broken. do something. He's, he's That's broken. fucked up. He's That's broken. just wrong. He's broken, and their world is fucked up and wrong. That guy can warg anybody and anything. There's nothing broken because about him. Because he's playing... I don't know how well he can warg he's people. He's playing the ultimate long con. Let them think he's broken. He's evil. He rules the kingdoms. Fuck everyone. He just, you know, he's got it. Do you, do you, do you think he was warging uh, John when John was on the boat with the Khaleesi? Do you think he's like that? Do you think he's that wrong? What if he was warging... Uh, Daenerys for the split second it took to make that decision to start burning people. You don't know what he does. Because the whole time, since Bra since Bran did the I'm going now, you don't know what the fuck he's been doing. He could be working all over the place. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, there's a whole wide-eyed thing I think that they have to show to show you that he's working people, I think. Yeah, yeah, but he's saying that they don't show you where he's going. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's off to the <laughs> side. You know, Lord knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. You know, this one goes. That's to why my... when he went to the council and he said the first thing he said is we need a master of spies because he thinks it's hilarious. He don't need no master of spies. He needs the master of spies. What <laughs> the fuck does he need a master of spies for? You say he was being sarcastic and humorous? Yes! He's playing with, like, this whole thing is a joke at this point. I am dead serious about my ending of this. Because that's what I see, because that's what I was given. Oh, shit. Alright, you and Lex need to talk. <laughs> Alright. Well, nonetheless, I it, it worked for me. It wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst, it was just entertaining. That's my, my sort of final thought on this season. Alright. Who wants to say see ya? See ya! See ya! Later, I will see ya later. Bye bye, hater. I will see ya later. Bye bye, see ya later. Yeah, with all that said, this was another Jumpisode. Another thanks to Trisha Hirschberger for putting the time out for joining us in this wonderful, gigantic episode talking about Game of Thrones, the series that finale is still left in question. There are some things that didn't get to be discussed, but um, I, I was left with a few other um, topics that I would have liked to bring up and maybe we'll do it on a later episode but I gotta ask the question and this is this is to everybody out there who wants to give it half a thought when you think about what went down in that episode I mean the Daenerys thing aside because I still yes I still agree with the way her turn was but there were so many other things that were problematic for example like out of all the people that were the ones to give the decision 
that the lords and ladies of Westeros should be voting the leaders in. I don't think that would have been Tyrion. That made no sense for his character considering all the underground shit he saw go on behind the throne. Along with that, Bronn... Yes, it was funny, Bronn becoming Lord of the Reach. A man with no house, now a lord voting for kings, while at the same time he was a former sellsword, or if he even is a former sellsword, and master of one of the most powerful lands in Westeros. And now he's on, he has voting power for who becomes king of all, the, of all the land, of all six kingdoms. On top of that, um, John just fucks off to the north and is probably never seen again. And then the other question is, is, is um did John just go outside and say he killed Danny? I mean, like, no one saw what happened. He walked into that place, was guarded by a dragon. Danny's known to just hop on her dragon and fuck off. She's done it before. And I think he could have lied. I mean, I understand he's an honest guy, but seriously, did he just go out there and say, well, I killed the queen. I killed my queen. Like, come on. Uh, on top of that, Bran telling Tyrion he doesn't want to be king is even more suspicious. It's like he heard Tyrion and Varys say a better ruler is someone who doesn't want it. And, you know, uh, on top of it, Bran being evil might be the best outcome for Westeros. Because if Bran isn't evil and he's just a three-eyed crow, three-eyed raven, and he's just Bran the Broken... He doesn't give a damn about many things. He's going to let things happen. Meanwhile, he's surrounded by, you know, the, 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 the six kingdoms, the six lords who are going to vote on who's going to be the next leader. Now, you saw how these people, these lords of the coin, the lords of the land behaved when it was lineage that decided the crown. How the hell are they going to behave when they actually have a vote? Like, you get four people on your side, and you're good. You can appoint who you want as the next leader of Westeros. That that just put the Game of Thrones in hard mode, you know. And last but not least, the question that bothers me is how broke... Is this even a kingdom that is worth ruling? Is it broken now? I mean, at the start... Of this series, at the start of Game of Thrones as a series, King's Landing started the series 30 million gold dragons in debt. 30 million in debt, owing to three different houses. And yeah, they made some of that money back so they could pay the Golden Company and all that other stuff, but after the destruction of King's Landing, the crippling of lands, the destruction of Castle Black, so much. Is this even a kingdom that can recover? Especially when the master of coin is Braun. Braun. Anyway, that was just, I just felt I needed to get those thoughts out. And I can't wait to get Bo here. He, he's going to be doing the same thing. Anyway, um, see ya. Later, I will see you later. Bye bye. I will see you later, bye bye.